and it's called Bore on the Floor. Uh, I heard that's a game. It's a podcast. It's a game. It's a show about a show. Ah, oh, which show? Uh, that show happens to be Secession, one of the greatest okay. shows that if you haven't seen it by now, why are you listening to this show? You should, you should very, already. Very strange. Well, maybe maybe they think it's a uh, some kind of pig appreciation podcast. I am concerned that we'll get a group of like people from Slovenia that are like, oh, we understand. And then we have to try to like talk them down into the fact that we don't like, I guess, slaughter uh, uh, wild pigs and then, you know, <laughs> case them ourselves and, and feast upon them. But hopefully, I mean, you know what? I would welcome that type of uh, that type of cloud, that type of fame, wouldn't you? Bring any, me any attention. Bring me the, the podcast is good attention. Bring me any. Any European, any country, give me anybody, give me anybody anywhere that wants to hear the good word that is bore on the floor. Right, Rob? Praise be. You know, it's been a while. The last time we did a show was, uh, a, uh, I was going to say April Fool's, it was, was, was Valentine's Day. And uh, with that being said, I wanted to say to, to you, Rob, what's up, cum dump? <laughs> that is maybe the yeah. best... So reading bad. I've ever heard in my life. I mean, you know, we're at a child's birthday party, and this is the outburst that we get out of our, out of our favorite. Who, you know, let me ask you before we begin: Who's your favorite Roy out of all the Roys? Oh man, oh, if if he counts, it's Tom Wasgams Roy. He would, yeah. Didn't uh, he, he was going to gladly. Hide <laughs> him. If we're going the actual Roy's proper, um, I'm talking original canon Roy. Man, I gotta just give it up for my main man, future president of the United States Whoa, of America, Connor Roy. Connor Roy, ladies and gentlemen. Like marching into the Bruce Love offensive. World War One. Yeah. Connor Roy is the dark horse of favorite characters here. Mine, it's gotta be Logan. I just love everything about him, what he's yeah. about, everything he does. The scheming, I, I love him, but you know Connor's a close second, and 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 again the dark horse candidate, definitely not the first round pick on a lot of people's uh, list of Roy's. Tom, I gotta uh, stop you for a second. Um, yeah, I'm just a little confused. I just finished. I watched the episode of Succession we're going to talk about today, and I watched the finale of WandaVision. I'm just a little confused about which show is which one are we talking about here? Wait, Succession is the one. With the robot who's in love with a witch, or is that am I confused? Yes, that is exactly it. Okay, got it. Because in with each character, they are a robot. Mm. And their their witch is their witch's bruise the power of, yeah. of the company. <laughs> I see. Okay. Yeah, I never oh, saw, right. I, I never saw the WandaVision. I I never really jumped on I mean, I'm not a I'm not saying that I don't like them, but I never really jumped on the hype train of the uh marvel thing you know it just never hit with me hey that's you know that's your choice i did jump on and uh i'm enjoying the ride but it's not for everyone well i'm not saying it's not for me it's just that i wouldn't like you know i'm not i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna watch that show because i don't even know what's going on all i know is that that guy had his head ripped off or his 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 gem ripped out of his brain and then his girlfriend had the red flames of anger. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So the show is basically them. What is it? Just them being like, I dream of genie, but with magic, more magic. There's some of that. Yeah, you pretty much. You, have you sure you haven't watched? I'm very perceptive. You know, there were a lot of mirrors in that one scene with Tommy <laughs> Ship, and you could tell. <laughs> oh man, I had a question for for you for you based on your mirror observation that we'll get to later in the podcast. Great, I can't wait. I'm actually, you know, I love that type of stuff. I, mean, I just go really deep with my analysis. I'm not saying that you're pedestrian or anything like that. Well, you know, it sounds like that's what you're saying. But yeah, well, you know, to each his own. Let's move on here. What are we doing? Episode two, Walter. Yeah, so season two, episode two, Walter. Big episode we have here. A lot of a lot of things that we had to unravel and unpackage in episode one and episode two. Um, let's hear the synopsis of it. I think it was a pretty good episode. Let's hear what you have to say. Yeah. Let's, so let's, let's go. Uh, let's yeah. break down the, here we go. the episode here. This is what goes on here in Volta. Okay. Uh, Evis promotes Shiv. Oh, this is kind of worded wrong. Evis, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reword this, this recap I'm reading. Evis floats the idea of promoting Shiv 
Shiv to uh, chief of staff for his presidential campaign. Uh, Connor and Willa return to New York, where Connor prepares to announce his own bid for president. Logan and Shiv meet to talk strategy, where Logan suggests that it would take three years for her to fully integrate into her new CEO role. Tom tasks Greg with rooting out inefficiencies in ATN's operations, despite Greg's reluctance to work for the network. Greg eventually suggests that they digitize the entire business. Logan has Kendall and Roman review Walter's performance. Kendall wants to keep the company, but Roman reports to Logan that its business is failing and that its employees want to unionize. Logan sides with Roman and tasks Kendall with closing down Walter. Shiv tells Tom that Logan offered her the role of CEO, which puts Tom's ambitions to inherit the company in jeopardy. Shiv assures him that his inheritance is safe. Shiv later quits Evis's campaign. Kendall secretly installs Wi-Fi blockers in Walter's offices and terminates its employees the following morning, flatly telling Lawrence that he is doing so on his father's orders. Because your dad told you to? You fucking kidding me? You fucked it, man. Bro. You know, was that was that the whole snops? Oh yeah, that's it. That was a long one. That was a that was actually, you know, out of all the synopsises that you've read in our tenure here at Bore on the Floor, that's been I think the most complicated one and it just speaks to how we're really you know, know, picking up yeah. steam here. I I kind of felt that way watching this episode too. Not to say that it was bad, but it felt like it was just there was a lot happening and it was a lot of uh cutting in and out of of scenes and 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 people and we were kind of just you know, we were kind of all over the place, not necessarily in a bad way, but there was just a lot going on. I also want to say, um, before we really do a deep dive into the episode here, um, here at Born the Flo- I, I, you know, I'm against racism. Are, are you I'm against bull- ra- Bullshit, man. I'm against, everyone's against racism. We're all against racism here at Born on the Floor, God. and we're also all trying to do our best and operate within our principles as well. So with that you being know- said... Let us get into this episode because there's just a lot going on. We've got we've got 50 minutes to to drill down on it and do our fuck off counter because we had a couple mm. in this episode. And in my opinion, you know, I, I guess I'll just jump ahead here. I think Tom's fuck off to Shiv was. Uh, I think that's worth five fuck offs. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Is... I know I know that there's been throwaway fuck offs. We could have half pointed those or maybe reneged some, but. His fuck off was just so strong. Well, it moment. was really, it was like, it was the first one that was like serious. Yeah, like it was usually it's off. like, oh, you know, fuck you, fuck off, get out of here, whatever bullshit. This one was like, he, you could tell he was hurt and he was like lashing out. And he wasn't, he wasn't standing for it. He stood up for himself. I mean, they were really, they were really going in on him, calling him like a yeah, dumb he, redneck. He probably, basically. you know, he, he probably should have swallowed something. Yeah, that should have. That's a, <laughs> Can I get a diet like, coke? Like, like honey. <clears throat> because I'm fine, thank you. Um, all right, so here we go. The episode starts. We are in the same play park, the same uh, uh, what is it? Amusement park that we're always in. We've been in this yeah. amusement park a couple times now. It's Sophie's birthday. Sophie's birthday. We find out that Greg is thinking about moving to Staten Island because he might not oh, be able to handle spores. Yeah, how are your lungs with spores, Tom? Terrible. I got really bad spore. I have a sporadic cough, and mm. I don't think they're related, but, like, I think, it, it, I wouldn't do well. I wouldn't do well with sports, no. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. But, but here we yeah, go. Greg, Let's go. They, really rag, they really rag on Greg for the, I, just even thinking about moving to Staten Island, which, uh, I don't know about you, a little little offensive to me as a, as a Staten Island resident. You know, uh, there are, I do have some Staten Island gatekeeping tendencies, you know, I do I do feel like it gets a really bad rap, but I do think that they're referring to a lot of people that live on the Southern Shore. But let's not start any wars here on Boar on the Floor. We're a here to just floor war. We're just here to talk about it. We're just here to talk about a show. That's all we're here to do. That's it. That's it. One of our favorite yes. shows. <laughs> the just the thing that happened in that in that little scene there too that correct me up was when you know Greg's talking about trying to find a place to live, and Connor just so nonchalantly is like, "Have you thought about a hotel? Have you thought about a hotel?" Yeah, like he goes <laughs> nightly because <laughs> Connor just thinks that since he's doing it, living in a hotel, that anybody could do it because <laughs> he's just so out of touch. You know, I was going to ask you because um, I, I 
who cares if we bounce around? It doesn't matter. Um, do you think that Connor was put on the ranch by the family? Had that ever entered your mind that like maybe like this? I mean, because think about it. He's he's obsessive about history, which if you notice, his father is too. He showed those yes. medals. You know, he has a lot of like Greek, um, a lot of ancient Greek art behind him in the desk, sort of like the mirrors happening right now. Okay. You know, it's just rolling yeah. through my head right now. <clears throat> but, <laughs> you know, he was out on the ranch. He was never involved. He kept himself out of things. Do you think that was because he really didn't? I mean, it's not that he la- doesn't lack ambition here. He's trying, he wants to run for president of the United States. God, Connor. Oh, you son of a bitch. So do you think that maybe he was placed on the ranch almost like he was retired um, out of the thing? I mean, I, mean I, I could see a scenario where where Logan, in an attempt to just get Connor out of the way. Put him on the ranch. Uh, you know, but but put him on the ranch in a way that he made Connor feel like it was important for him to be there. Give him you something know, to work like, on. Hey, like, I need someone I can trust to take care of this, you know? And yeah, give Connor, him, like, yeah. jumped at the opportunity. Give him something so maybe to work was, on. Keep maybe him out of like my nudged hair. over there. Yeah, like kind of like we got to give him something to do, something to work on. Put him over the ranch because I mean the guy is a he's lovable, but he's a complete basket case. He's talking he's about insane. he's, he's talking about insane. the water that he's going to sell post apocalypse. He's talking about not paying taxes when the guy doesn't. I mean, the guy doesn't even have a job. And he's like, stay he out rents. of my pocket. You know, I'm not paying taxes. Um, he rents a room. He rents a girl. He rents a room. He rents a girl. So like he's he's a I think he's a he's was an I think he at one point he was a problem for Logan and he had a and he got a solution, which was to get yeah, which was to get him on the ranch. And now if you notice, and the reason I bring that up is because now he's off the ranch or off the reservation, yeah. so to speak. I don't know if that's racist, but we are anti racist here. Okay, yeah, anti racist, anti racist. Yeah. We don't like it. We're doing our best. So he goes off the reservation, or, or, or I mean, that's still terrible. But nonetheless, it, it's kind of like, you know, drills the point down what I'm trying to get at. And yes. and now he's actually becoming a problem because Logan had to try to get Shiv to, to have him stop with the. Um... Wait, am I going too far ahead? No, you can do whatever you want. This is your podcast. No, 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 because I, I I've been watching ahead, and I don't want to, I don't want to spoil the next episode when he's talking about not paying taxes on the. On the oh, YouTube, yeah, yeah might, I'm going too far. Ahead. Episode ahead of us. I'm going. I went a little too far, but uh, you'll notice as we go along, Connor starts being a little bit of a liability to the family with what he's doing, um, being serious about this presidential bid. And I think that um, we'll find out potentially. There's no spoilers here, but you will find out that uh, I I have a theory that uh, Connor uh, was put on the ranch to kind of like quell his insanity. So to speak, yeah. and how it could affect I mean, the family. The line that 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 Roman says to him when when Roman finds out that he's really kind of really intends to do this presidential run, like he's like, "Yo, are you, are you really doing this? This isn't a joke." He goes, he says, he says, "Isn't it a little crazy to go from uh, you know doing absolutely nothing all the time to being like the leader of the free world?" I think you should get like a, a get a job maybe at CVS or something CVS first or to, something, to kind of yeah. break it. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was so brutal. But um when um even when um with Shiv and Tom's wedding, uh when uh you know Kendall was talking about the the takeover, you know, before he killed that young boy, uh, he's like, This is gonna hurt the family and he's like and the year and the name of our family for a thousand years. It's like, Yeah, uh huh, a thousand year Reich. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, "This is going to affect uh, my my ambitions for for president." He goes, "Exactly, oh my God. Exactly. exactly." Like like that's like, <laughs> and, and it's just like he's so out of touch. And so, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just something that popped in my head. It's like they, like he's he's out of the ranch and about to wreak havoc on uh, the family on the on the rest of the Royce. Yeah, his, his insanity seems to be unleashed at this point. So now we see Shiv is kind of injected into this whole situation where we see yeah. uh what's his name? What's what's that guy's name with the wonky eye? Uh Stewie is Stewie, yeah. so out there Logan, on television wrecking yeah. it. Hello? Dominic? Did you did you just oh you're there? Okay. 
Sorry, sometimes there's bandwidth issues. Go ahead. It's okay. Go, go, no, go. I was just saying, you know, Logan has a little war room set up at the amusement park, has uh, Kendall and Roman summoned, and then also has Shiv summoned, which kind of raises uh, eyebrows for, for Roman and Kendall. Uh, but they they go into the the war room there, and they're watching Stewie go on the offensive on TV, and 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 Logan wants to see what you know what everybody wants to do about it. Yeah, and it's interesting here because you're you're hearing him in the background. He's like, Kendall Roy is completely irrelevant. You know, he's a right. nobody. Like, you know, he's he's doing all this, oh, this stuff. Is, this is this is right from the playbook, Dad. Right from the playbook. Of course it is. And um, you know, obviously this is really hurting Logan and his uh, position here, power. And control over the company. And what we notice is um, Shiv starts speaking up about what to do right against what Jerry's thinking. And and yeah. uh, Roman quips in with a, hi, Shiv. Hey, Shiv. You yeah. Know, He's taking notice. He's definitely so taking interesting, notice. So interesting. So cool that, um, and you know, I, I thought this was maybe like a slight uh, plot hole here. It's like, I think the kids, I think Roman and Kendall would have actually made a bigger deal about Shiv being there because she was never in on anything. Well, maybe, but at the, you know, at this point, you have to remember that Kendall is barely a human being. Uh, so he hasn't, you well, he's know, he's going to go along with whatever's happening. He's not going to stand up. He's not going to fight back. He's just going to sit there and, and let whatever happens happens. I just thought that maybe Roman would be a little bit more inquisitive as to why she would be there. Yeah, I mean, he definitely took notice, but he's not the kind of person to. Mm, <laughs> To just kind of blow something up, right? You know, I don't know how yeah, to say I, it exactly. You know what? You're right. Just, I'm glad we're talking this just out. Throw it out there. Yeah, I'm glad we're talking this out because you know what you what you're saying there. I think the buried lead in what you're saying is that if it was Kendall, like if if it was Kendall that was walking in on the situation, I think Roman would have yeah. made a bigger deal because, um, well, obviously, I think it stems from uh, Roman thinking Kendall is a bigger is the bigger threat, but he also doesn't like Kendall at all. Right, and we've talked about how how Roman and Shiv have probably the best relationship of any two siblings in the in the Roy family. Yeah, they get along really well with each other, and like you know, they have a. I think Shiv just gets Roman, and and uh, you remember, and remember, and later on the episode, right when they have the dinner party, like Roman says to her, like I think this could be a thing, like me and you working together, like this is this could work. And also, it shows just like how completely, like, just under the radar Shiv is with her being offered the job and everything like that. He's like, it's like, Shiv, yeah. should I be worried about Tom? Right. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's just like, dude, you know, I'm, I'm fucking Shiv. I'm right here. I could do it if I, if I wanted to, you know? So yeah. I, I just, you know, that, that, that part's interesting too. And another part about that, it's just, it's so crazy how every event or everything that the, the Roy's do, there's an ulterior motive. Like, so, oh, absolutely. you know, they're, yeah. they're having the birthday party. This guy's in a war room in the back. They're like, we're going to invite you over for dinner. And it was basically just Roman and just to pick Shiv's brain about something to get them alone to talk about. Like, there's always just something scheming yeah. in the background yeah. with everything. All right, let's it's plow ahead a... here. Let's plow ahead. Yeah. So uh, they decide in this. So they're whatever. Uh, Shiv suggested they just attack back right away. Logan agrees with Shiv. And uh, he also tells Kendall and Roman to work together to fix Walter, find out what's going on. I think, you know, he thinks they fucked him over, that they drove the price up and that there's just a, a piece of shit company that they, they shouldn't have, have bought in the first place. Well, Kendall so, did, uh, did fucking destroy, you know, he, he really uh, stretched him out, stretched himself out way too thin there. You know, if we remember, I remember when we, were, when yeah. we first started the show. We we were like he was like oh I'm gonna give you so much money that you have to take the deal. It was like why why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, I mean he really believed, and you can see in this episode today too. Um, he still believes that this company, like I believe him later in the episode when he says to in the meeting there, like I think this is the this could be the future of our company. Yeah, uh, he at least if he doesn't, I mean he at least believed that at one time. Absolutely, and, that was uh, his. Uh, as Roman said, uh, uh, you know, at the uh, Connor party, that this was uh, Kendall's like baby, or he said he said something to the yeah. effect that this was Kendall's like thing, and now it's just gone up in flames, watching it burn, and he's he's giddy about it, you know, yeah. like he loves to see his brother suffering. Yeah, and that's so crazy. <laughs> A little quick aside when when Logan kind of 
you know, is talking down about Walter. He's like, yeah, big screw up, Ken. Unforgivable. Like just <laughs> the way Roman delivers that line is just it's yeah. so ju- so juicy. Love it. So delicious. So much, so many mo- juicy morsels that we have. Mm. I, this... I love juicy morsels. Yeah. And, right, then, probably... well, and then Logan decides, you know, whatever one of you two figures it out, the winner gets a cookie. Love that. Love that. I also hate it. It's a little bit of a throwaway line, but also love that. You know, so now you got the brothers going to Walter. Yeah. And again, Wait. it's just so great because we see, what's his name? Lawrence? Lawrence? Yeah, Lawrence, yeah. Hates Kendall. Hates him so much. Hates him so much. It's just, it's just so painfully obvious. But then we. Can I mean, he's not see... even hiding it. He's pretty much telling him, you know, and he's just dig, you know, taking digs at him. And... Uh, he's always going at him, right? Calling him a junkie and shit. Like, yeah, well, he face. sees through his bullshit all the time too. Like, he's he's not, you know. Kendall tries to play this cool, like, you know, friend kind of character, and Lawrence is just like, "You're a piece of shit." Yeah. So they, they I'm not skipping anything by 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 putting them at Volta right now, am I? No, not really. Um, I hate skipping around. No, then again, I love we, skipping around because I love just talking in my mind, talking my mind about the ball thing, on the floor. The only thing we skipped around, the only thing we kind of passed was we had a little scene with Tom and Shiv, and Tom's trying to get a cheeky little breakfast bang going. Oh, yeah. To Saddam, to Asadi, <laughs> you know? I know it's, I, by the way, and this is this is going to be a little challenge. Maybe we could introduce this to... Uh, to the show, the, the, we got a Wams Gams, you know, our vocabulary here, and I'm going to try to use the word gauche uh, at yeah. some point, you know, this week. But just give me a second here. I'm going to ask Siri the definition of it because I don't know. Uh, what's the definition of gauche? So lacking ease or grace, unsophisticated and socially awkward. It's an adjective. Gotcha. Adjective. So it's like I don't. I really don't like going to like these types of events. I just feel so extremely like, gauche. <laughs> just gaudy and whatever. Yeah. Gauche. I love it. So we got to try to incorporate that into our vocabulary. Portrait of us, huh? To Saddam. To Asadi. And she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I feel like, but everyone beneath me is just one foot tall or two inches tall or something. Yeah, he's so geeked up. He going going to his first work day of. Work at ATN. He wants to just uh, have his way with Siobhan and right then and there. And she's like, eh, maybe later. Maybe we, maybe we could, I can pencil you in a little later, you know? But he's he's so hyped to be going down to ATN. He's like, this is where the action is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking Tom. Love him. Love him. All right. So we got that. Then we went to Volta, right? Then we got then to, we go to Volta. Yeah. And, and like we kind of talked about, Kendall kind of, he does kind of approach this meaning differently, though. Like he he's very. He comes off kind of very to the point, very professional, in in control, but at the same time, like Roman's kind of undercutting him, you know, kind of every step of the way. Yeah, very unprofessional, extreme, way too casual about it. But you know what? He doesn't care about Volter. That's number one. Number two, doesn't respect his brother whatsoever, you know, and he, there's no reason to have any veil on his like feelings of Volter. You know, with oh, this is coming from us. No, it's coming from dad. This is this is like yeah. he's, he's concerned. You know, because I think you know, I think Roman was more trying to, you know, impress uh, Lawrence and Kendall was more trying to save fucking Volter. You know, that's how I yeah. felt when I was just seeing how they were interacting. Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, you know, uh, Lawrence kind of eventually gets the idea that this is even though he doesn't respect Kendall and I don't really know how he feels about Roman. Um, he definitely likes him more than he likes Kendall, but I don't think he takes him very seriously. No, I think he looks at him Um, like a court jester, to be honest. He does though. He does get the message that, you know, Logan is, has his sights set on him. So he's, he does eventually kind of break down and say, you know, all right, what do you guys need? Like, what do we got to do? You know? So Kendall tells me he wants to set up a office. Roman obviously wants a bigger office, nicer. He also needs one. Don't worry about it. Nicer office, please. (laughs) <laughs> um very roman and and we're gonna see what happens down the line but uh you know kendall seems at this point you know ready to help at least kendall is is has has put himself in this situation here he gets himself an office and he starts pouring over the paperwork and the numbers and everything getting everything he wants from lawrence to try to see if Walter really was worth saving or not 
And uh, as you said, we do find out later on what he ends up doing. I have a theory, and I would like to bounce the ideas off of you and see how you feel. So we'll get to yeah. that bridge. We'll get to that bridge when we cross it. Okay. Plowing ahead. Plowing ahead. Tom and Greg arrive at Logan's G Spot ATM. That's right. He's going to finger fuck him. Did he say? What does he say he was going to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so ticklish. And I just, you, you notice that Greg is just not. Nowhere near matching the pumped up energy. Yeah, Greg has no Tom desire has. to be here at the ATN News Division. He just he, he goes against his principles. Principles? <laughs> really, he's really upset. He's really, really upset. Yeah. Um, he goes, "What did, what did, should I have done? Left you at Parks to to wither? Is that what he said? <laughs> I think yeah, wither sink uh, or something like that. Yeah. You know, if you if if you think about it, I mean, Tom is really really loves greg i mean he, he's, yeah, he's bringing, bringing him, him along, along. He's, he's, yeah he's letting him ride the the wams games coattails you know i mean he is just really in in a great position riding the coattails of tom wams games and but the principal's yeah. got in the way here he's just he doesn't like it he doesn't like how it feels to be there yeah and we meet uh sid the peach i absolutely love this character she has the way that woman is shaped is devilish. Like she yeah, is yeah. shaped like a witch. Okay. She's got a rasp. She's got a deep voice. Yeah. You know, she kind of reminds me of, you ever see Halloween town? She looks like something out of Halloween town. If you ever seen know. that Debbie Reynolds is familiar. in it. Well, you should maybe oh. check it out. It's a, it's a pretty good Disney movie. Halloween town. Got it. Yeah. She looks like something out of Halloween town. Um, I know that you watch a lot of movies, Rob. Real quick. What's your list number up to? Uh, I basically watched, I think today I got to 361 movies that I've watched since, uh, my job closed, which is almost a year ago. So I'm basically, it's like a movie a day pace. It's so impressive. You know, when you hear something like that, that is just unbelievable, but put Halloween town on there. It's a, it's a nice little, nice little, um, cult classic type of type of movie. Very campy. You'll like it. All right. All right. So Sid's there. She she fucking well Tom going in he's like I need to you know I might need to to to, to beat up on a punching bag you know he's yeah like, he warns he tells Greg I might need to you know beat you up in front of people to you know make me look like a whatever tough guy kind of thing yeah he's trying to he's trying to um, artificially pump himself up in front of these people make a good impression you want to lead in there Sid oh fuck no you take it Tommy. <laughs> Tommy. What I really loved about Sid's character, you know, we're very quickly introduced to her, and we are very quickly, we very quickly know what she's all about. She is just fucking yeah. no nonsense. I love how she's like, you know, he sends me one of you every four years, you know? Yeah, so she's been, I guess, running ATM, right? That's what she's doing That's for the last does. however many years, forever, I guess. Chews them up uh, and spits them right back uh, out to Logan. Yeah. And she immediately uh, gets into a, a disagreement with Tom. Tom, she just doesn't like Tom's attitude. Um, you know, Tom kind of floats the idea that they're just puppets for Logan anyway, and she immediately shuts that down. It kind of makes you wonder, is she honest? Do you think she's being honest there? Because she seems like so passionate about yeah, what mean, she's talking hard, about. It's hard to not believe her at that moment. I, I mean, it seems like she's really like, no, f fuck this notion that we just do whatever Logan says. Like, we report the news. And it's just like, you know, she, what does she say? She's like jerk, like they're sending these jerks with their $100 haircuts and stuff. And people don't resonate with that. You know, whoa, yeah. excuse me. I just find her, I just find her character fascinating. I just love when Tom leaves too. He goes like, okay, uh, fuck you. <laughs> leaves the door open too. When you leave the door open like that, that's like corporate manslaughter when you do that. Yeah, 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 definitely. I want you and to. And he leaves that. But he leaves that meeting and, and, and goes right to Greg, right? And asks him, we need to trim the fat here. We need to find a way to, you know, crack find, some skulls like, and find the, fire people. How many that's skulls? Gonna, that's going to make us look good in Logan's eyes. Yeah, he wants to see. Because Logan is in this uh, situation here where going after Valter, trying to, tr tr he's trying to get as much capital as possible for the moves he's trying to make and for trying to defeat the proxy battle. And um, that's the underlying current that's going on here with how these characters are moving and shaking around here. 
So he's like, I need you to go in the basement. I'm going to take care of the penthouse up top. And Greg is on. He's like, I'm on it. I'm on it. He's on it. Um, we do get a quick scene with uh, Shiv and, and Nate as they're going to meet Gil. Um, Nate's kind of begging Shiv to not say anything to anyone about their affair because his wife doesn't know and she just, Shiv doesn't care. Shiv doesn't give a fuck. Uh, and she's uh, kind of well, just my husband, all over my husband does know, day. and um, <laughs> yeah, so that's like your fucking problem. Yeah, really, really nasty stuff. Yeah, she throws like the speech that he wrote for Gil. She just says it was fucking terrible, uh, and they rewrote it. And that's this is when Gil kind of floats the idea to Shiv, like he tells her, like you know, it's looking good for me. I'm thinking maybe chief of staff for you, which is huge so is, because yeah, now she's sitting. At, Shiv's yeah. going to have to wrestle with now. She's got to weigh her options here big time in terms of like, what is she going to do? Because now she's been offered um, the uh, she's been offered, uh, you know, the company. And then on top of it, you have this here. And and if I'm not I don't know off the top of my head, but I don't think they have there have been many female uh, chiefs of staff in the White House. So I yeah, think I don't that know either. Yeah, I, I I don't think there have been. And that would be pretty big. Yeah, I would imagine it'd be pretty historic. Yeah. So now she's got decisions to make. Yeah. Um, what else goes on in this episode? What happens next? Uh, Kendall. Kendall, Kendall, Kendall. Okay. This is where uh, Kendall's working in his 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 office at Volter trying to figure out what's going on. And and we see Lawrence tell his one of his employees, you know, just keep drowning this guy in paperwork. Like, don't let him, you know, don't let him see the real numbers. Just keep him occupied, you know. Don't worry about it kind of thing. And, you know, it's really interesting that you see how committed Kendall is. I mean, he, he is just... He's working. ...powering this paperwork. Just, yeah, he's yeah, working. I mean, he's working. And Go Roman ahead. is just sitting there. Yeah, well, he's work, he, Kendall's working so hard, it's like making Roman uncomfortable. He's like, he's like I wonder what he's doing. And the guy's yeah, like, so reading? Called, One of the guys... Jerry. No, remember when he's like, what is he doing in there? And the guy's like, oh, he's reading. And he goes, uh, no shit, drink your fucking smoothie. And the guy drinks oh, it. And yeah. he goes, yeah, actually and he's fucking, actually drinking the smoothie. He's actually drinking it. Calls up Jerry. And <laughs> like when he called Jerry, Jerry's in the middle of like trying to organize stuff for the for the proxy battle. Mm-hmm. Right? She's in the fucking war room. And this fucking child calls him up, calls her up and is like, oh, can, can you come here? I'd really like you in the room. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Like he's like he's like Kendall's like doing stuff. So like do stuff. Like the fuck. <laughs> I mean that phone call kind of got me mad because I mean how uh, if you really and truly view yourself as a potential player in taking over a huge co- like a what is it? it's like ten billion dollar company sure. and you're calling fucking the 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 council. To, to be, you know, the chief counsel would be like, I really want you to be here right now. Like, what the fuck? It, it, it's just so dumb to me. You know, he, he, he's so flawed in so many ways. Yeah. And this well, is one shows of you, no, matter, no matter how much he tries to act like he's ready for something, he's just a child. He's just a big child. Big man child. Jerry denies him. And then he goes over to some of the Volter people and he's like, let's get, uh, can I interest you people in some... IPAs that look like uh, what is it nuclear waste or something? <laughs> Wait, did he say like car wash runoff? Yeah, or car wash runoff. <laughs> did that offend you as a as a host of a craft beer podcast? You know what? It did and it didn't. You know, this, you know, if you're if you're not in this, uh, if you're not in it, you'll never know. Okay, you know what I mean. You got to either be in it or just someone that's like, you know, I don't mind Yingling. <laughs> and then that's that. I don't. I actually don't mind Yingling, but anyway, I'm not an elitist. I don't get offended easily. But so now, right. plowing ahead, plowing ahead. What are we up to? Because there's so much. Uh, Shiv Shiv pops in on Logan. Um, yeah, she wants to kind of take the temperature, make sure that this this uh, CEO thing is real. Because, like we said, uh, she's got this chief of staff thing over her head now, so she needs to figure out what the move is. Then this is um, this is also where I see. At least, I mean, I'm sure it's happened before, but this is the first time I saw it. We got to see Logan say fuck off without saying fuck off. Yes, he didn't actually say it. That's right. He, he told Marsha, fuck off. 
but he did it by saying, can you make sure that those Alexas are unplugged? Yeah, I don't mean off, just un- unplugged. I don't need pesos up my ass. <laughs> Which is uh, basically yeah. him saying, fuck off. Yeah. And, you know, it's just so funny because, he- you know, not too long ago, um, motherfucker, come here. Uh, we were talking about how, you know, when Marcia, Marcia, whatever the fuck this woman's name is, she was a huge threat, huge threat to these kids with the trust and everything like that before the, the stroke and everything like that. And even Logan at one point was like, you know, he, she's got her own game going on. Right, right. You know? And now it's just like she, because of like how quickly things are moving, she is just back burner big time. Yeah, it seems like something something happened that, you know, Logan doesn't either trust her as much or or he sees another opportunity with, with his kids here that, that's more uh, a, a road that he wants to go down. I think when uh, push comes to shove here, it seems as if, you know, Logan might actually be a, a participant in the phrase that the blood blood is thicker than water. You know, you hear yeah. him say it, like family is everything. He always brings up his family. He's taking care of his family, even though they're absolutely inept. But he always tries to make sure that their well-being is, uh, uh, you know, th- that their well-being is first and foremost overall, overall of the things. So I think that's what it is. I think it came down to a family thing, to be honest with you. And she's not yeah, family. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, that, with, with you there. I think that, the, um, like I said, when push comes to shove, like you said, he'd rather keep it with the kids uh, if, if that option seems viable. That's right. But then he, so then him and Shiv are talking, and Shiv is trying to get down to business here, find out what the actual steps would be, and he kind of lays out this three-year plan for you know, her you know, when he before was, she takes over. Thank God the Wikipedia that you read had like the, 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 it all added up because when he was rambling off those months, I was like, how the fuck long is oh, this I was, guy thinking? I was adding it in my head while I was watching this scene I, too. I, it went too fast for me and I was like, I'm not rewinding this shit. Maybe Rob will know when we get to talk. Yeah. Six, six months with Carl, six months with Jerry, 12 months in Hong Kong. Then you come do a year with me. Then the management training. Yeah. Oh, that really set her off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because and she, I think she called Roman a child in that in the uh, in the she scene, did. right? Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah, so yeah, so he gives so, us this three year plan, which is just so fucking crazy. Yeah, and then he goes, "Well, fine, you don't want to wait three years. Start to you come with me tomorrow." To, uh, and she kind of obviously buckles at that also. And you know what's interesting to me, and I was going to ask you this one because, like, when I was watching that scene and how he was talking and stuff like that, now I always have in my head like i always reserve the fact that i think everyone is constantly scheming and trying to get over on somebody but this is the first time i think that logan was being 100 percent honest i really think that when he was throwing out all that stuff you know about that it would be take three years for her to be able to do this you know first of all you're a woman oh hold it against me because yes it's a fucking negative yeah I didn't make the world. Like I thought that was extremely insightful of a thing to say. But anyway, uh, I think this was the first time he was being so actually sincere. I do think that he really wants to tap Shiv. And when he's rambling all these months and stuff, it sounds ridiculous. But I think in his obsessive, like, uh, narcissistic mind, he thinks that that is just the bare minimum of what it takes to do his job. And then he says... And at the end of that, if I'm ready to step aside, then you come in. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. I don't know. It's 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 it was hard for me to read it because it it seemed to me like he could just you know dangle this carrot for her as as CEO, but at the same time keep her you know an arm's distance away with all this training she needs to do, and then if another opportunity presented itself in the meantime, he just he just changes it up. Yeah, that could be true. Because as we see later on, Tom is like, look what he did to Kendall. He could easily right. do that to you. Exactly. You know, yeah. and it gave her... That was, that, was actually, that was a great, great point by Tom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tom actually uh, sees that. But at the same time, I really do think that... I really... He could see. He could easily sell. That's the thing. He could easily sell. That's what... You know, when I think about it, and I think about, like, his approach and the things he's trying to do, when he was talking to his banker... When he said name a successor, you know, he, he said it with almost like he was in pain when he said it. 
Yeah. You know, you know, he could easily sell. It's like, like, what's the point of doing this whole song and dance of all this stuff? And I really, and I, that's why I think that because he is so um, obsessed with the company being in his possession, I think he sees Shiv as the one person competent enough to do it and that's willing to do it the right way, like yeah. his way. Like he wants yeah, I mean- him to continue. I think he does see that, but I think he also wants to reserve his right to change his mind should things change. Oh, yeah. No, I think so, too. I think that uh, that is always the case because, you know, he's judge, jury, and executioner with this company. So Yeah, definitely. You know. All right, plowing ahead, plowing ahead, plowing ahead. Uh, from there, we get the uh, kind of meeting room set up with Logan, Kendall, Roman, and Jerry, where Logan's like, okay, what, what, what have you guys found out about Valter? And Kendall pleads his case that he thinks that it can be fixed. It could be the future of Waystar of Royco. Yeah. Um, you know, just throw $50 million at it and we can really build it into something. Um, Roman drops the the news, though, that he took some employees out to get drunk and it turns out they're, they're thinking of unionizing. So we need to shut this place down. And Logan's like, bingo, Roman's right. Roman, you helped Jerry with the proxy battle stuff. Kendall... Uh, you just you got this company out for me, okay? Thanks, bye. You know what's interesting is I thought that, um, I thought that um, Logan was uh, did this to Kendall as a as another power play again. Of course, Roman could have easily have done this with pleasure. He would have done it. I think Logan knows that. And I also think that Logan had his mind set up before uh, before uh, he sent those kids in there. And I think that he was going to use this whole thing to see exactly what they would do, you know, and he knows that Kendall was more capable and more, and mm-hmm. and more, and more shrewd and saw that he was trying to save the, save Volter. And then sees once again, that his other son just takes the fucking, takes them out to a bar, gets them drunk. And, and all you bring them is unionization. Like that's just, that's nothing. That's peanuts. That's peanuts. What do, you, what do you mean? What's nothing? Them unionizing, right? That that's what you do. I mean, this guy is, uh, you know, he's he's doing all this paperwork and stuff. He's he's devouring it. He's setting up an office, getting all this stuff together, trying to make something out of the company. And Roman, you know, he he had it out for Volter forever. I mean, because that was Kendall's baby. Mm-hmm. So his his legwork was getting people drunk. Kendall's legwork was trying to. Yeah make a business decision. So I think, yeah, what, but I think, I think Logan was I mean, the piece of information that, that Roman got the unionizing thing is, is the most important thing out of all of this. Like, you know, them unionizing would be a massive headache for, for Waystar Royco. Like Logan wants no part of this, this company unionizing because then, Oh no, of course, know, of course. But I think that, um, whole... yeah, but I think that, uh, what you call it? Uh, I think that Logan had his mind made up before, before he 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 even sent them out there to do anything about Volter, because he was talking yeah, about I mean, how very possible, you know, because he, well, actually, maybe not. Now that I'm thinking about it, because he said like usually these these fuck ups end up making you a ton of money. You know, he did say that at one point during the uh, during the discussion. So I don't know. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, I just don't see a a person like Logan, um, changing his mind too much or or just being not seeing like not seeing things ahead of time because especially now that he's on guard, because how many times did he say to everybody, no one saw this coming. You didn't see this coming to the banker. He said it to, to everybody around him. No one saw this coming. Yeah. You know? So I think that there's no room for, uh, you know, there's no room for error or any type of ambiguity when it comes to the decisions that can make or break the company, especially with the pressure that they're under. But who knows? Probably just, yeah. you know, he went with what Roman said. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, he tasks Kendall with this, uh, you know, shutting the company down and gutting it. Yeah. Uh, Kendall decides to obviously dive into some drugs because he's upset, uh, hates himself, as we see, as he goes to the bathroom and can't even look at himself in the mirror anymore. Yeah, he's really broken now. I mean, if he wasn't broken before, he's fucked. Yeah. And then we go to Connor's, I guess, house. Hotel housewarming party? So fucking weird when, like, Will is like, it's on our tab. 
yeah. our tab. Come on. I'm just so I'm also so confused about what Willa is doing all the time. I mean, obviously she's getting paid to you know be in this relationship, but like, yeah, is she even like remotely like? happy like i don't know it's very strange I, I mean it just seems as if like okay if if she and okay i don't again we're anti-racist there's no slut shaming here either we're gonna put that out there we respect everybody so obviously she you know if she was a call girl right or a escort if you will let's just try like that's a good term right mm-hmm. uh if she was an escort obviously connor wasn't the first rodeo and I think that in order for you to get to a Connor Roy, you have to only have um, elite clientele. So I think she oh, yeah. was a, oh, yeah. I think she was a high, higher up call girl type thing. Absolutely. Probably this isn't the first time she was in a situation where she was being paid for the girlfriend experience. You know, maybe right. who knows? But if she had no problems, no qualms being a call girl, uh, call girl. Excuse me, call girl. <laughs> Before, now all you're doing is just continuing your your employee employment. No, yeah, I, mean, I guess so. And now she's now she you know convinced him to come back to New York so she can work on her you know playwriting. Yeah, so I guess if, that's if that's anything, a positive. She's just fucking crushing it. If anything, yeah. You know, Speaking I mean, of crushing it, uh, Tom wants to know how many skulls he can crush. Fifty skulls. Fucking slobbering pig man. I'm fucking slobbering. He goes, yeah, that's uh, so good. <laughs> fucking Greg. Greg brings him the skulls, finds out that ATN is completely analog. Yeah. You know, if they, they, they got to digitize everything, they can get rid of 30 or 50 people. Huge. Uh, you know, save so much money. Big deal. Big, big deal. Uh, so that's a little fun Tom and Greg scene. And then uh, Roman invites uh shiv and tom to a dinner party so like oh race relations kale mm. <laughs> i love it's, i love the quips that he has <laughs> so good uh oh i just fell a little bit but all right plowing yeah. ahead of really and good. then uh we think we get a quick moment with shiv and kendall talking outside the party where kendall uh shiv kind of tries to extend an olive branch to kendall i guess um yeah and kendall's just it's just another scene that kind of reemphasizes how broken kendall is yeah he he's just completely out of it i mean he's he is a robot he is literally a robot yeah no emotion and then we then we go to shiv telling tom finally telling tom about the ceo uh position opportunity poor tom man but i thought shiv, that's what we shiv is, to do for is me. like bursting at the seams in this when they're talking she's She's so happy, you can tell, but she's trying to hide it because she's trying to protect Tom. You know, it's funny because I thought that uh, as I was watching it, she started off just, you know, being completely jovial, bursting at the seams. And then it seemed as if, like, she saw how he reacted and she kind of pulled back her excitement a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like she adjusted um, according to the audience, so to speak. Yeah, like I said, because if, if Tom would have met her excitement, you know, she would have she would have stayed up up there for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Poor Tom. Uh, so man. yeah, we get a little conflict there, and now now Shiv kind of plays that stereotypical, you know, role that we've seen you know men play in in movies and TV, and you know where she's she's got all the power and and she's demanding sex from Tom. Yeah. Yeah, we get to see that. You know, Tom just taking it. Poor Tom. Poor Tom. Uh, what's next? Oh, then we get back to Kendall and Lawrence. Um, oh yeah, Lawrence. Try uh, Kendall tries to lay it down, like you know, you, you know, not pulling any punches anymore. Like, Listen, my dad wants to shut this place down. I need you to stop bullshitting me with this bullshit paperwork. I need the real numbers so we can fit. You know, I need to. I want to save this company, so I need you to to work with me. Yeah. And then he, he talks to the Valter team for the first time. He's like, oh, let's keep it in the family. And you know, when he's talking to him on the um on the on the rooftop there, still no respect for the guy whatsoever. Oh yeah. No. Absolutely. It's like, oh, I guess you're you you're really good at uh turning on turning on your dad. It's, it's, that's what you like that's what you like to do, kind of thing. And like, like he's trying to he's he's trying to fucking save your company, man. 
Yeah. And this is what you yeah. this is what you say to him. So it's just unbelievable. I mean, it just shows you how shrewd that Lawrence could be, you know? Yeah. Which I think um, is interesting. So he talks to the team, tells them to not unionize, you know, we gotta we're gonna figure it out, blah, blah, blah. Okay, moving on. You know uh, they have a beehive Greg, on the roof, man. What's that? He goes, you know they have like a beehive on the roof? Ooh, honey, weed. Ooh. <laughs> Love it. Roman. Uh, we check in with Greg, who's apartment hunting. Uh, oh, a yeah. little shitty apartment. I just don't know if I'm going to utilize this space. And uh, that's when he gets a call from Kendall. He goes to bring Kendall some drugs in this empty apartment. Uh, Kendall had, had bought these five apartments that were not being used. So until he can flip them, he says, Greg, you can live here. Yeah, where he absolutely loses it. Which is just so, it's so smitten. He's just running around galloping and shit. Yep. It's precious. So that's a nice little moment for Greg. Uh, we get to the dinner party. Uh, Shiv and Tom get to Roman's uh, manly handshake, manly handshake. <laughs> uh, we get my my second favorite nicknames after Calamari Cockring. Uh, Roman <laughs> refers to Shiv and Tom as Fire Crotch and Normcore. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I mean, oh. what a show! What a show! Yeah, man. What, a show. what excellent writing, man. That's just funny. Oh my uh, god, <laughs> man! Oh man! Oh, I needed that. That's some good, good stuff. That's also when that when Tabitha takes makes makes Tom squirm with the. You should you should try swallowing something. Yeah, for those of you that uh, don't remember, Tabitha was the woman that blew Tom, and then made him swallow his own load. <laughs> <laughs> in okay. case that was lost on you. In case that was lost in translation. Now you know. And Tom had a cold. He was wearing a scarf. <laughs> uh-huh. Poor guy. Can I have a Diet Coke? Can I have a Diet Coke? Uh, and then we get to the scene where Kendall just guts Walter. Oh, yeah. Fires everybody. Terrible. Tells them, we already set up a satellite office upstairs. You're done. Get out. We'll pay you through the end of the month or whatever. Goodbye. Someone spits uh, on his face. Yeah, like, man, is that, that all you got? And, and any time in a movie or TV show when someone gets spit on the face makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, it is very squirmy. Oh, I hate it so much. <sighs> he's like, is that uh, all you got? He's just a zombie through the whole thing. Yeah, and we find out so that his whole his whole first you know kind of meeting with the team was just a, uh, a stalling tactic so he can get his satellite office uh, set up. He throws uh, Lawrence's chicken coop line back in his face. Love that perfectly. Fucking finds another vicious. chicken coop cunt cunt. Oh my god! It was oh I loved it. And you know what? I I, I just love like they that they, they they incorporated that. It was just oh, I'm it was great. Oh. It was really great. Too good. Too good. And then. Uh, then we get to Shiv, which is a scene that kind of confused me a little bit, where she quits slash gets fired by Gil. Yeah, I think um, I, I I think the reason that she was so brazen there was because she kind of knew that she didn't really need him anymore. Yeah, but I was, I was even more confused with like the le- the last time we saw Gil, he offered her the chief of staff, and now she makes a joke and he like immediately jumps down her throat. Well, I think Nate, I think Nate got to her. Yeah, to, that to could Gil. be. I think Nate got in his ear. It was like she's not doing the right things. Yeah, you know that she's could be. she's. I think what happened was she Nate brought up the de- like the the deal that was like why probably brought up why had a conversation of why they weren't going after ATN anymore, right? And then yeah. uh, I then I think then Gil was like, hey, Shiv thought it would be a good idea if I kind of buried the hatchet with uh, Logan, and then I think Nate was like, dude, she's fucking using you to do her father's bidding. Yeah, and I, I think that that that's why sense. he turned. You know, that that's that's just you know that's just I don't know for a fact if it just that happens. It seems it just like feels it, that I way. mean, I, I I believe that could be the case. It seems yeah. we could have used the scene maybe to see that it could have happened, and then they just cut it out. Who knows? But it, yeah, yeah, it does seem like a little bit of a plot hole happened there. Yeah, uh, and then we just get like a, a brilliant, quick last scene where Kendall reports to Logan that Walter's gutted. Uh, they're keeping one editor and a couple of writers for the, the two things that, that still work and the rest are all user-based, blah, blah, blah. And he, he grabbed 100 ideas from them on the way out that, you know, whatever, they might pan out down the line. And Logan is just beaming with pride. He goes, why don't we try to keep uh, this thing alive? Like, that was just so crazy. Yeah. 
And at the same time, uh, Shiv calls him to tell him that she quit Gil. So he, you know, kind of calmly says, okay, we'll talk about this later because Kendall's here. I don't want to get into it. Right. Kendall, by the way, uh, Roman, come in, please. Kendall's going to be working with me. Uh, Roman, mm, fuck off. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So it's like this scene kind of when I because I watched it again a second time today over the last couple of weeks. And originally I wrote down that Kendall was my winner for this week. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but watching this scene again, I mean, I felt like it was Logan because now Logan has his kids positioned exactly where he wants them. Yes. And he's, and, he, and he's testing them all along the way too. You know, I, I, I may have been a little off when I, when we're talking about like how, you know, he had made his decision with Walter, but I really think he was looking at what, his kids are going to, what they were doing, you know, what it is that they were doing. Like he wants everyone under the, the thumb, so to speak. Yeah. But Rob, you know what that music means. Hmm. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Oh, man, welcome to the fuck off counter. So now, uh, why don't you just give us the give us the fuck offs here? Let's hear. Yeah, let's get it we right. Got, we got four fuck offs today. Okay. Um, Tom drops two uh, to Greg while they're arguing about uh, Greg's ATN principles. Uh, he also has the one to Shiv we talked about earlier. Three fuck offs. Party. So three fuck offs are our boy Tom Wasgams. Wow. And the only other fuck off was, of course, the fuck off King Logan Roy. Uh, to Roman at the end of the episode. Uh, so that is four total. Going to bring our season two total to uh, Logan with five. Wow. And Tom Wasgams with three. You know, Tom having three fuck-offs, that is insane. It is. It's a very underdog story. Fuck off. Don't know what happened. Don't know what happened. But there were technical difficulties. Either way, it's time for us to... Sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. All you were going to hear was just us saying, fuck off, fuck off, uh, because it was fuck off, fuck off. Rob? Yeah. Who won the show? Go. Uh, I'm, I, I'm going to have to say Logan. Logan, to me, won, like I said kind yeah. of before. He just he seems to have his kids exactly where he wants them at this point, vying for, for power. Yeah, I can agree with you there. I think that's cool. I think that's cool. Um, You know, you could... Uh, you can make the case for Logan, yeah. I mean, as a savvy businessman myself, I'm not a big fan of them gutting Walter. And yeah, I know uh, Roman's saying that it seems ruthless, but I'm with Kendall. It could have been their lodestar. So, with that being said, I believe. I have a qu- can I go, have go, a question go, 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 for you? Oh, go ahead. No, Who's no, go, ahead. Go. Go, 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 go. I wanted, to, I wanted to get your opinion on the the very final scene when Kendall buys cigarettes and then steals batteries oh, and immediately you know, throws them. In. You know what? Let me what, cut is, to, what is your mirror level observation about that? This is him just losing all ambition and control. You know, like he's completely hopeless, hapless. You know, uh, Winona Ryder did that. Remember, she got in like big trouble for like fucking stealing <laughs> fucking yeah. clothes and shit. Like when she doesn't have to. And they said that it was like a yeah. mental it was it was a mental breakdown thing. Now, I'm no psychologist. Right. No. But I am a savvy businessman, and I do know that, like, when people lose their shit, they do wacky shit, right? So this is a part of his, um, him just losing himself, basically. Uh, you know, he has no control over anything anymore. So uh, what does he do? He 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 swindles. He he'll steal from people, you know, that he can take from. He'll take whatever power he can, and. Uh, exert it that way that that's how i think it is i'm 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 probably i'm 100 percent wrong there's definitely no, i like what i like what you're saying I know, but there's definitely like a real like psychological explanation for that but you know i did that is an interesting thing that i think that that is a very fair uh thing to bring up who do i think won this episode i'm gonna go dark horse here and usually when i say dark horse i mean connor but i'm not gonna go connor i think willa is the Ooh. winner. I think Will is the winner. Will is the winner because she's getting fucking, she's making bank, right? She gets all these fucking rich people to come out to their hotel apartment 
that's all paid for. And she said, on our dime, okay, our dime, she's totally bought in. She got him to move off the ranch to New York. Granted, you know, he wants to become president of the United States. We know that's come, that's fucking crazy. And she is getting her fucking play bankrolled by this old money. So, I mean, how could you not, how could you not be a winner? Willa, Willa, chicken dinner. Um, Dad, Willa thinks selling is cool. So, <laughs> Roman! I'm, I'm going with Willa. I think I she wins. It. And uh, that's it for episode two of Born on the Floor. Tell them where they can find it, Rob. Uh, well, you can find us on Instagram at Born on the Floor Podcast. You can also find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Luminary. Uh, hopefully soon we'll, we'll we'll get it on the, the Spotify's. Yeah, hopefully soon. Spotify is hard to get onto, but we're, we're, we're working on it. I'm really happy. I'm really happy everybody was here to join us. Uh, you know, uh, bore on the floor, man. Bore on the floor. Hey, our next episode is special. Very, very special. Uh, we're not going to give it away, but take care, everybody. Love you all. Thank you for listening. And Rob, take care. Come up. Okay, thanks, Dom. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs>